Damn Buzz. This is <laughs> this is Bones Bones once again coming in on the PA system to tell you about some activities we're gonna do later tonight. Everyone on the girls' side, make sure that you show up early in reflective clothing for light flash tag. Yes, it's backwards. Because some people are using uh, flashlights, some people are British and using torches, while other people are using homemade things where they just kind of have a jar with some fireflies. Candles. <laughs> and Bethany's running around with candles. Watch out, Bethany. But for the boys, we are going up to the highest point in Camp Diogenes for us to look out at the moon and the stars. You've all been really good guys over the last few days, so... It's time to look up at the stars. If you do star spinning, which is looking up and spinning around as fast as possible, and you vomit, it is not your fault. The CITs will not clean it up. And all the non-binary campers can do whatever they want to do. <laughs> Perfect. This is Bones Bones, signing off for a peaceful good night. That's the dream. There's some non-binary folks, kids, who like get to do both, and those are the kids that we're really all jealous of. Yeah. You can choose whatever activity you want to do. You can liberate it from the binary. Whatever you're feeling. Whatever you're feeling. You can just throw up wherever you want. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to clean it up still. <laughs> I Listen, hey, any camp staff out there, tell me what you do now that it's not just boys and girls, that they're, that people are, are accepting of who's on the gender binary. I don't know. I haven't been to camp in like 10 years. So please, please get in the comments and tell us. Do what you say. Be what you do. Fuck the binary. That's the, yeah. that's the, like, that's the pride edition shirt. No, that's the last session where you oh. unearth the finals. No. no. God, I have to rewrite it. Sorry. This is like Westworld season two when Reddit figured out the <laughs> twist. I have to rewrite oh, it. No. I like the idea that <laughs> the CITs won't clean it up, but also it's not your fault. It's not your <laughs> fault, but you might have to clean it up. All right, we're here in another beautiful session here at Join the Party Summer Camp. Oh, it's so pretty here. Oh, I hi. love it. It's true. We just did a bunch of sand art, and now we are playing Monster of the Week. <laughs> My yeah. mom's going to sell it at a garage sale two years from now. <laughs> Oh, no, that's an Amanda thing that probably happened that oh, she unearthed no. for jokes. Oh, jeez. Baby girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, we're going to cut. There's 30 minutes of us going, shh, it's okay, Amanda. Shh. Amanda, Amanda, shh. <laughs> like she's a scared horse. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Julia, have you ever seen a scared horse and me in the same room? <laughs> <laughs> Amanda becomes every scared horse. <laughs> yes. And vice versa. Dr. Bertha Bones has unlocked something in Amanda. <laughs> Truly. So the way we're going to start this is that Julia and Amanda's characters had level ups. You got five points of experience for boofing a bunch of roles. Mm -hmm. So now you <laughs> yeah. get the so you get the achievement and now you're back to zero experience. And then that's going to keep growing. Right. Yeah. Who's the bad roller now, baby? Shockingly, shockingly, the worst roller canonically has not leveled up yet. <laughs> that's true. It's it's a metaphor for growth. You know, when you, when you miss the mark, you mark yeah. experience. And that's yeah. what I like about Monster of the Week. Um, well, that's why Milo was level 20 by the end of the <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. I think, Julia, both of us chose um, some improvements. So I chose plus one to tough, meaning that instead of doing minus one on tough rolls, which include kicking some ass and protecting someone, which after last episode, I'm going to have to do probably. <laughs> um, now I'm at zero. So I, I'm not nerfing myself quite as much. Very nice. 
nice. I also wanted to do that, but apparently it wasn't an option to add plus tough for my playbook. (laughs) So instead, I added plus cool, so now I'm also at a zero instead of a negative one. Smart. Perfect. It is worth noting that with Monster of the Week, you can't just, like, do a thing. There are upgrades that you get from getting experiences. Like, it's not just, like, blanket leveling up. You have to follow the thing that it says in your playbook. So Julia was restricted from doing the thing that she wanted to because that's not what Phoebes would do. Yeah. But I also get some other cool options that aren't leveling up that I will probably use when I fail more later down the line. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And uh, Brando, Les is at three experience, correct? Three experience. Yeah. So you're probably going to level up at the at the end of the next session. Wow. Such a lack of confidence in my rolling. Uh, <laughs> this is, that was actually, um, if Brandon can just put his ego next to him for a second, that's because at the end of sessions, <laughs> you have the chance to <laughs> always stuff. get at least one, if not two, experience. Eric, my ego is tied to my rolling. Oh, uh, so you've been, you've been really suffering for the last few years? Yes. And that was really clipped on my end, so like I really want people to understand the emotion that went into it. No, I appreciate of course, that. Of naturally. It is important to note, speaking of Amanda being a scared horse, that... <laughs> oh. You know. That Camp, that Carrie Ann, our good friend, is out of standing with her sex. Oh, no. Yes, because I failed a mission by not doing what I was told, which is don't go in the water under any circumstances uh, without a lifeguard there. I am in trouble with my sect until I atone. Oh, no. no. How is Carrie Ann feeling about that? Um, Feeling conflicted because I don't think it's ever occurred to her that an authority figure at camp could tell her to do something that is wrong or against what she ought to do, what she says and be what she does. So it's a bit of an existential crisis. Uh, I'm I'm so sorry, Carrie Ann. Mechanically, that also <laughs> means that you don't get the thing that you do in the beginning of sessions. Mm-hmm. Is that you don't get your bonus mission, or you or you don't get the chance to earn a hint or get a bonus mission. Oh. That's just off the table. That's right. So, is there a prescribed mechanical way to atone, or do you just have to figure it out in story of how to do that? I mean, you didn't really rule break. She just thinks that you rule yeah. broke. That's right, true. exactly. Which is why I said I was being particularly stringent on that rule because you rolled so badly on that. So, you know, everything's fungible. I just have to look for some kind of way to atone to my uh, mentor and boss. It's not non-fungible. <laughs> Funge. That's what Funge. NFT, TRPG, non-fungible tabletop RPG. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nailed it. All right. Is everybody ready? Do we want to get started? Yeah. Hit me with it. Cool. So here is where we begin. Because Matthew Jane has crutches and currently has a cast that goes all the way up to his knee oh, after no. the, the scrapple with the waterhole monster that may or may not have been real. We're not we're still not exactly sure what was going on there. And because his his leg went in the direction like a K, as, no. as I described. I was hoping you wouldn't remind us of that excellent visual aid. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to keep leaning on it because mm. it's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> Jane was supposed to be the one to lead the older boys in doing stargazing together and to look up at the moon. Uh, but, of course, he has a lot harder time, you know, ambulating. I don't know if any of you have seen, like, if this happens every so- once in a while. Like, someone really hurts their ankle or b- truly breaks their leg. And they, like, go to the hospital for a few days and they come back and they're on crutches. But, like... God, that person, I feel so bad for that person. I've seen it happen many times. It's wild. That's going to be on for like the whole summer. And you can't do all the water activities that you love. No. Exactly. But you just don't want to leave camp. Yeah, I can't leave camp. All you can do is make sand art. 
That's it. And waffles. And it takes a really long time to get to Sandart. That's true. I guess you do get driven around in like the staff uh, four-wheeler or six-wheeler, which could be fun. So I'm sure Jane is doing a lot of that. Anyway, because Jane can't go up uh, on the big hill and help the older boys do stargazing, the CA, the best friends are now being in- entrusted to doing it. I forgot that was our team name. <laughs> um, Jane. Yeah, yeah, Carrie Ann. Um, how can I help you? I'm um I'm just really sorry about everything that happened um to like to you, and I I feel really responsible. And um, is there any like errand that you need, or like thing that would make your you know like time better, or like a, maybe um like a band snack that uh you would like me to get, um or like a something that you do around camp that I could take over for you because you know I'm just uh still still feel really really bad about that, and um ultimately your injury is about me, so um that's why I I need to atone yeah like maybe you need someone to uh to walk tater tot for you because like obviously now you can't really can't really walk him as well as easily (laughs) you see like five staff members currently walking tater tot nearby so other people gotcha (laughs) like five different people all have their hand on a leash as tater tot (laughs) is clomping he's clomping by I realize now that I came too late for you for that that offer, and uh, that's on me. Yeah, listen, like like a pair of really brightly colored Nikes, tater trot drops are really exclusive. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is there like a terrible chore you hate doing that like I could do instead, maybe? I'll think about that. What I want to examine just for a second is why the three of you... Well, I'm not sure about Les because I'm still figuring out his moral compass. But like, do, why do you... <laughs> Brendan just saluted the funniest shit. Brendan, you want to yell at us for doing visual gags, but that was the best visual gag ever been on this non-visual podcast. Um, I just want to know why, the, I'm laughing at this still, why the two of you feel so uh, responsible for the fact that my, my leg went in a bad direction. Um, Because you're like our hero, I mean boss, and um, also we were we were there, you know, and like, I feel like, you know, it, it's my job to stop anything bad from happening at camp. And if something bad happens at camp, then, you know, I did something wrong. I also just worry that, like, everything that happens around me that's a bad thing is actually kind of my fault. So Yeah. Mm. Is that like a puberty thing? They didn't cover that at school. Yeah, no, no one ever told me, like, hey, you're going to feel awful about a lot of things that probably have nothing to do with you. Phoebes, no, that, yeah, nothing. that's nothing. Yeah, that's. That's not what I don't. That's no, you no. Your feelings are valid, but that doesn't. That's that's not. That's not. That's not what happened. I think they're just feeling empathetic for you, Jane. Uh, no, that's fine. Last, yeah, you went through puberty when you were nine. Could you explain puberty <laughs> to, to everyone else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to do that right now. It was just more like just making the offer available. Listen, you know where we live. I mean, um, sleep. I mean, um, where our cabins are. So, like, if there's anything that we um can do to help you, just let us know. Okay, bye. Oh my god, Carrie and you can't just tell him where we sleep. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone, listen. What I'm saying is don't it's not your fault. Don't worry about it. I'm okay. I got my my crutches here. I got Tater Town. Everyone has been so nice to help. Don't worry about it. I just need you to take over the the stargazing thing for me, okay? That would be really sure. helpful. Yeah, we got you. Wonderful. So right now it's actually around sunset. This is kind of like right after dinner. And the Oh, what was what waffles for dinner? A great question. What waffle was for dinner? Sweet potato waffle. 
Okay. Sweet potato waffle, and then it was just like burger patties pressed in the waffle machine. Yeah. I'd fuck that up. With a little bit of cheese on top. Guys, hang on. We have to stop the podcast because I need to go buy a waffle maker and put beef in it. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Eric, I thought of something for our wedding registry. It's a waffle maker. Like an army of waffle makers? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. A set of three so you could have a side dish, a main course, and like a dessert. That's right, Julia. Why don't people make smash burgers in panini presses? Do they just not get hot enough, maybe? We need to make a really hot panini press and just make smash burgers in it. You know what? The answer to this is a George Foreman grill, and I've been trying to tell you this for years now. Years! Yeah, for all of you who've been following the bloopers, you know Julia has Foreman Corner. Yeah. (laughs) We thought it was we thought it was Julia's boxing section, but really, it, she's just really enthusiastic about George Foreman grills. Listen, the best grilled cheese you could possibly make is on a George Foreman grill, where you press it down as hard as you can, and then all the cheese leaks out and fries itself on the grill, and then you have like a very flat grilled cheese and also a lot of fried cheese. Fuck yeah! Honestly, that was a huge thing at camp. Like there, that was the illicit thing were grilled cheese makers, and like because you could just get bread and cheese and, and margarine from the cafetorium and like so you they were illicit until like the camp rented a few and you could have like a grilled cheese party so i'm sure that it's a hot debate in camp diogenes about the best way to make grilled cheese it's funny it's like no we don't need a waffle maker we need something like a waffle maker but it's different (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about the 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 waffle maker is the only mechanics i know no stove in the cafetorium just waffle makers no gods no kings only waffles oh my god (laughs) incredible Phoebes, would you like to do your uh, your move? I mean, would I like to? That's a question. <laughs> True. What What is the name of the move again? Premonitions. Premonition. Yeah, you're gonna have your premonition. Premonitions. Premonitions. I rolled a ten. Wonderful. Ooh. What does that look like? Premonitions. That means that on a ten, you get a detailed vision of something bad that is yet to happen. You take plus one forward to prevent it from coming true and mark experience if you stop it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Details, please. Thank you, keeper. <laughs> okay, Julia, would you like something re- more related to the mystery, or would you like to prevent danger? Like, do you want a clue or do you want, like, a glimpse of an enemy as if you saw them in a, like, in a monster manual and the, you're like, oh, we're going to fight this guy? I think to the letter of how the move is, it would make more sense for me to have details about the bad thing that is going to happen that I can prevent as opposed to, like, the mystery itself. You know what I mean? That sounds great. Okay. So as... As everyone is is all over Jane trying to make Jane feel better, you have a flash of the front of camp. It's like you are standing in the middle of the covered bridge that is in the front of camp. Julia, you're making like dog waiting for a treat face right now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just staring off into the distance like that's a raven. I don't know what you're talking about. That's just her tater tot impression. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're looking out on Fish Hatchery Road, the road that leads into camp. And you see that there is an old, like, 1950s, 1960s-style pickup truck that is coming towards you. And you see that there are three figures in the pickup truck, one driving and two in the bed, kind of leaning over the front. And the pickup truck is coming closer and closer to the front of camp. And as it's, like, about to cross the line into the gate, it's also the gate. There are gates in camp, but the gate is open right now. And as the truck is coming faster and faster towards you, before it crosses over the threshold of camp, you snap back. (laughs) 
Baby, are you okay? Baby, you okay? Uh, Were you thinking about puberty? Because that happens to me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, also about driving? Yeah, driving. I'm not looking forward to that either, but I think in my career as the head of camp, it's like a kind of a non-negotiable, so... Okay. Do you have a driver's license already? Like a learner's no. permit? No. Oh. Do you? No. Okay. Why were you thinking about driving? I thought if you were over six feet tall, they just let you drive. That is, is that true. true? Uh-huh. I got I got like six more inches to go and then I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, you're so tall already. Jeez. I'm okay. five six. Hell yes. I wanted to not be short for once as a character choice. Yes. No, that's fair. That's fair. As Jane is explaining this to you, a counselor walks, uh, comes over. This is the one of the counselors for the Kingfishers. The Kingfishers are the second oldest. They are twelve. They are going into seventh grade. Rough times, buddies. Very rough. rough times. Very very rough times. <laughs> They're all just like looking disaffected and <laughs> looking down at the ground. <laughs> One of them is like, have you heard of the Communist Manifesto? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one of, the, one of the Kingfisher counselors comes over and he's like, you know what, uh, J- you know what, Jane, don't even worry about it. The guys are being real dicks to each other. Uh, we, we're we going to cancel it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. No, but, no. but like stargazing is one of the best parts of camp. Like you look at the moon and you're like, wow, I could be the moon one day. <laughs> Also, Jane asked us to to do this, so it would be bad for our, you know, like professional development if um if we didn't go. Yeah, I mean, if you want, I listen. the The guys are stealing from each other, and it's really it. it I don't. None of them are confessing. They all think it's this one camper, but I don't know. I I can't do enough. If you want to figure out who stole everyone's like camp money and stuff, that would be helpful. They may if we can figure it out by tonight, then they can still go stargazing. Is it is it just the the money, or other things too? Oh yeah, they're they're stealing money from each other. They're also stealing like jewelry, like all their value valuables. You know, hmm. it's like the one thing that they're allowed to have. I don't know why some of these kids have like two hundred dollars at camp, but I guess they do. Whose, uh, but whose parents are giving them two hundred dollars to spend yeah. at camp? Yeah, well, I mean, they keep saying it's for, like, the different shirts they're going to get. Like, there's cabin shirts, and then age group shirts, and then tripping shirts, and then end of the summer shirts. The the shirts guys at the end of the, at the end of the year make a lot of money. So, yeah, if you if you could figure that out, then that would, I guess we can do stargazing then. If someone confesses, then they'll get put in timeout, and everyone else can still go. But no one say, <laughs> I, it, it's too complicated for me to figure out. In camp prison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they're, they're supposed to be kingfishers, not magpies. That's a bird joke, everyone. Got them! Got them. Best friends. <laughs> Best friends. <laughs> hey, hey, Phoebes, that was a fucking badass joke. Les, that was a really aggressive compliment, and I, <laughs> I really appreciate it. That's the only kind of compliments I do, are really aggressive ones. I Can you teach me how to do that? Fuck yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think so. This is where we're gonna start. This is gonna be the first like this is the scene of the crime is going to be at the king one of the Kingfisher boys' cabins, um, where a bunch of the campers had their stuff stolen. Set over there. <laughs> 
yeah, so let's, I would love to have Phoebe go and, like, talk to the boys and just see, like, so, like, your counselor said that, um, like, you, you all kind of suspect one guy in your, in your cabin. What's up with that? Yeah, I think as you head over to one of the Kingfisher cabins, all the boys are kind of outside. They're, like, holding, like, a mock, you know, like, when you do when you're a kid, you hold, like, a mock trial. <laughs> Lord of the Flies shit. <laughs> yeah, like, all of you are standing outside and a bunch of them are, like, uh, wait, we're gonna we're gonna figure out who did this. We're gonna do this through due process. <laughs> also standing out there are the other that other group of CITs, Jenny, Conway, and Dougie Juice. Uh, remember, yeah. Jenny is the one who has also the energy similar to Carrie Ann. Conway, big hoodie, green skin, and Dougie Juice grew six inches over the last time you saw him and wears his hat backwards. So while that happened, they're like trying to mediate this and be like. Jenny's like, this isn't an actual court of law. None of you are judges. What are we, like, you only know this from law and order. Can we just like, hold on, hold, stop? And they're getting like overwhelmed by like 14, 12 year old boys jumping around and saying, objection. I think Les is going to walk up and say, hey, hey, stop. Kids, <laughs> relax. No, you're out of order. This whole courtroom's out of order. I'm very large and imposing. Is there like an opposing role I can do? Sure. Why don't you manipulate someone? If you want them to do what you want, which is stop and stop jumping all over the place, you can roll with plus charm. Well, Eric, I got a four plus one for five. Can I help out? Sure. Brandon, mark experience because you failed. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Julia, you can't help. Brandon only gets a five, so that would be a six. Oh, I'll help Carrie Ann. Ann can help out. Yeah. Carrie Ann can help. I think Phoebe and Carrie Ann should be like the bailiffs and like cross our arms and go <laughs> back to back and stare menacingly at the Kingfishers. <laughs> Phoebe just that. goes, gavel, gavel, gavel. Carrie Ann, you help out. From her help out, you're going to roll plus cool. Yeah, I got a tan. Let's Yay. go. All right, so you keep the failure on that, Brandon. Uh, so mark experience, but now that brings you up to a seven. Sweet. In that they're going to do what you want, but only if you do something right now to show that you mean it. Okay, I'm going to go into the middle of the group and just start sort of like pulling them apart and sort of just like holding the little kids by their like arms and shirts and stuff and just like non-violently, like not trying to hurt anyone, but yeah, just pushing them apart. I like that. I think the kids are like, stop. And then Dougie Juice is like, oh, we're using physical force? Sounds no. great. And I'm like, I do want to push these kids apart. So Dougie no. also gets in there. Now I'm holding Dougie Juice Remember, by his Remember, Dougie, his, you don't know your own strength yet. <laughs> yeah, Dougie pushes one of the 12-year-olds over. Dougie, no. <laughs> no, no, Dougie, stop. Okay, yeah, so the kids are settled down for now. So you you all have the floor. Okay, um, and then Phoebe looks at Les and is like, everyone... Calm the the frick down and, and tell us what happened. Yeah, everyone listen to Phoebes. This is the deal. We can't go stargazing unless we figure out what's been going on here. No, I want to go stargazing. I want to vomit on my shoes. I want to watch you vomit <laughs> on your shoes and then clean it up. I also want to do this. Then help us figure out what's going on so we can all go star stargazing together and look at the moon and be like, wow, that could be me. I heard there's marshmallow waffles. We want marshmallow waffles, don't we? We all want a Stars are a metaphor for puberty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> are, Phoebe very seriously looks at Les being like, are they? I read a lot of books about stars and like stars becoming women. Is that what the metaphor is, Les? Is that what the metaphor is? Am I going to burn up? Is my body going to burn up? I'm turning into Dr. Burn the Bones here. As every uh, cis 
white guy does when he's confronted with anything about women. He just less just like turns red and looks away. <laughs> I think that means I'm right. Uh, D- uh, D- <laughs> Dougie says, "Yeah, tampon come in four sizes. I feel like the largest one is jumbo. I don't know. What? <laughs> that's that's pretty good to know. Um, okay, kids, who?" Who, who, show of hands, who has, um, who has had a valuable or some money go missing? There's like 12 of them. Eight of them have their hands in the air. Okay. Does someone want to say right now that you did it? And then we can just divide up everyone's stuff back again. And then we can all go stargazing. Yeah. Zev did it. No. That's not what what was asked of you. Does someone want to confess? Hey, is it, is it camp to throw one of your fellow campers under the bus? (laughs) <laughs> or the canoe. Or the canoe, for that matter. Thank you, Phoebe. Throw, throw them down the water slide where they'll most definitely die. <laughs> down the cannonball, yeah. Does it sound like our founder Diogenes in 1860 would have suggested <laughs> that if something goes missing in your cabin, you immediately fall upon the most vulnerable among you? I, is that being what you do and doing what you be? Jenny speaks up and says, um, Carrie Ann, I don't mean to correct you, but Diogenes... That's what you're doing right now, Diogenes Jenny. is actually a philosopher. Jenny, not Jenny, in front of the Jenny, children. I think you, I think you like, should let Carrie Ann speak and Thank like have you, this moment of power rather than trying to undercut her. No, I definitely want to understand. I just know that like, when we're talking to other vulnerable educa- educator, uh, when we're educators and we're talking to more vulnerable younger children, I just want to make sure that we get our facts correct. And Diogenes was actually a philosopher in the early 1800s. Um, Jenny, I actually want to um, just clean up the mess that you guys made because when <laughs> we rolled up, um, the kids were all about to go Lord of the Flies on each other's asses and um, <laughs> then Les here was able to stop them. So, um, Phoebe, back to you. Hey, Phoebes, you're a star. Bless <laughs> you. Say that to her. Zev did it. It was Zev. No, I did. No, I didn't. So, in, <laughs> oh no, he has an accent. No, Zev just has twelve-year-old pubescent accent. Okay, okay. I, I feel like the energy here is like really bad right now. So, like, Zev, do you want to come with me and we can like talk this out and stuff like that, and everyone will stop yelling at you? And I know, like people yelling at you is really stressful and sometimes you like have a lot of feelings about people yelling at you yes that's exactly what i <laughs> that's exactly what i want to do okay okay and like phoebe puts like an arm over his shoulders and like walks him away <laughs> yes hey it's amanda I was making a confession to you guys, which is um, that it's the time of year where I get to have my favorite food the most often of any time during the year. And my favorite food is a food that, um, well, it's called a sugar berry. And um, and what you do, you see, is you buy um, some strawberries and you hull them. So you cut, you know, the little um, the little green part off at the top and then you make a little divot to take out like, you know, the white, you know, less gross part that's in the middle of the strawberry. And then uh, you fill the cavity of the strawberry with white granulated sugar and you let it sit there um, for, you know, five-ish minutes until the sugar gets um, into the sides of the strawberry. And then you eat the whole strawberry like a jalapeno popper. But instead of a jalapeno filled with cheese and fried, um, it's just a sweet berry filled with sugar. 
I'm not proud of it. Um, but it's my favorite food. And gosh, this is the time of year where I love it the most. Welcome to the mid-roll. It really beats us more, let me tell you. First and foremost, thank you to all of our newest patrons, Haas, Moose, Gatato. I don't know, Moose, if your name rhymes with potato or potato, but that's my one I'm going with. Uh, Moose, Gotato. I'll see you. I did it twice. David, Jacob, Crystal, and Alex, thank you so much for joining. And several of you, by the way, joined at some of our new tiers. As a reminder from last week, we introduced all kinds of new benefits to our Patreon. At $5 a month, you get party planning. At 8 you get ad-free episodes video content at $10, and much, much more. Those are just some of the new things we're adding. There are so many benefits, and we are so grateful for each and every one of you who are joining. And remember, if there are 750 of you, we will make Brandon DM peer pressure, peer pressure, peer pressure. Come on, we can do it. Join today at patreon.com slash join the party pod. It is a great day to check out another show in the Multitude Collective. And this time of year, I don't know about you guys, but I am not really a summer kid. I go outside and start sweating immediately, and I hate it. And so summertime is something I really associate with movies, with cranking up the air conditioning and cuddling down under one of my light summer weight blankets and watching a movie in my basement or on my laptop in my bed. That's my favorite time to do it. And now I have a new part of my routine, which is listening to the Queer Movie Podcast. This is a queer movie watch party hosted by Rowan Ellis and Jazza John. I love to see what new episodes are coming out, and then I'll rush and watch the movie and then listen to the podcast to hear these two BFFs research and rate their way through the queer film canon one genre at a time. There is a great mix of episodes where I know I definitely have watched or want to watch the movie, like Fire Island or Brokeback Mountain, and then shows that are new to me, like Heartthrob and all kinds of films that I didn't even know were in the queer canon, but now I do. Everything from rom-coms to slashers, art house cinema to black and white classics, Queer Movie Podcast is a celebration of all things gay on the silver screen. Here at Multitude, Pride is not just a month, it is something we do all year long. So listen to Queer Movie, make it a part of your year and your routine. New episodes every other Thursday. We are sponsored this week by Tor Books. They think that RPG fans, such as the people that listen to, I don't know, join the party, will love the book Daughter of Red Winter by Ed McDonald. This is a quick synopsis of the book, okay? All her life, Rain has hidden, lied, and run to save her skin. She's made some spectacularly bad choices along the way. So when, for once in her life, she decides to be kind and rescues an injured woman in the snow... Side note here, this is Amanda again, not the synopsis, okay? If Rain had listened to Spirit's podcast slash lived in a world with podcasts, she would have known. You never help a lady in the snow. You never help a lady in the snow. Or if you do, and then she asks you if she's beautiful, you go, uh, uh, and then you run away, because that, that shit is a yokai coming for you. Okay. Back to the synopsis. Helping a lady in the snow becomes the most dangerous decision Rain has ever made. They describe this book as a real page-turner with quick action and dialogue, featuring a main character that is a great mix of tired cynicism and youthful hope. So you can check out Daughter of Red Winter now, available wherever books are sold. That's Daughter of Red Winter by Ed McDonald's, published by Tor Books. And now a word from our sponsor, 
BetterHelp. This month, BetterHelp is asking us to talk about all the ways that we take care of our mind. And this is definitely something that I tend to push to the back burner. And so I really rely on schedule and routine and committing to things that I know will help me to take care of my mind day to day. And a big part of that for me is therapy. BetterHelp is the way that I access therapy. I meet with my therapist, whose name is also Amanda, via video or sometimes live chat. And we were matched with one another in under 48 hours. And I also went through a couple of therapists via BetterHelp before I found one that I really jived with. And one of the biggest benefits of BetterHelp that is definitely not possible in traditional offline therapy is switching to a new therapist for free, where you can say like, nope, no, thank you, unmatch. And then you find somebody new very, very quickly. And I really enjoyed the chance that I got to talk with a couple of people, see if we got along before settling on somebody who I really get along with. And you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash join the party. That's BetterHelp.com slash join the party. And now let's get back to the show. Eric, is it spelled V-E-Z-E-F? So or this is Zev Firestein, Z-E-V. Whoa, cool name. Is his name, so Zev. Um, Zev has tan skin. He's Middle Eastern. Um, he has incredibly curly, thick black hair. So he's rocking a very strong Jufro that you can only really do when you're 12 or 13. <laughs> and he has like a prepubescent mustache, you know, like the first ones out there. Peach fuzz, yeah. And that like you don't want to cut because like you have it. Oh, that's a sign of like dominance. It'll take me six months to grow that back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You grow that bad boy. Yeah. Uh, like no one has shown him how to shave yet because everyone's just like, he doesn't need it yet. It's fine. Zev, you're going to grow into your face, buddy. Don't worry. It's all yeah. good. You're going to have such a beard one day, my guy, and everyone's going to think it's hot. Everyone's going to think, be jealous. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, Zev also walks pretty far away from the cabin. So, Phoebes and Zev are definitely fully separated from the rest of, yeah. of the rest of y'all. The, the rest of the boys with the other CITs and with less and Carrie Ann. I keep wanting to call you Carp, and I know I can't. <laughs> you can't do that to her. I thought you were just like making up a random ass fish nickname for Amanda. No, yeah. uh, with Carrie Ann and with Les, the boys are like, yeah, all of our stuff just di- or have been mysteriously disappeared. And like, we have locks on it, and the locks are gone too. And like, all of our stuff is gone. Like, all my money is gone, and a bunch of like their jewelry has gone. Like, they have. Well, I forgot. All my NPCs are Jewish. So they all have stars of David necklaces that they wear only. Maybe puka shells. Or like they just have chains, you know, and those are taken as well. Yeah, I was going to say, turn to them and be like, all right, um, uh, let's take an inventory of what everything is is missing. Uh, One by one, please tell me. Yeah, their money has been taken, their jewelry have been taken, and it's like their valuable jewelry. Like, not, as Amanda said, not their puka shell necklaces, but like, the nice thing they brought from home are gone. And also the lo- they say that the locks are gone too because they have like lock boxes. You know, like a, a lot of campers bring like toolboxes, plastic toolboxes that they put hard locks on and those locks are gone as well. Uh, one of the campers are also like, yeah, and Zeb scratched me. And he turns around and there's just like a massive slash across the back of one of the boys' backs. When did that happen? Today. Zev did it? Probably. I didn't see him, but he's like, he's sneaky and he walks around and he probably attacked me to get my money. Does anyone have any actual evidence about why Zev might have done this or are you just like 
Is he just like the lowest hanging fruit? Are you asking that question or you want to try to make a roll on that? I'm asking the question to the children, but I will make a roll in order to make that answer better. It's up to you. Like, do you want to start investigating the mystery here or do you want to just keep asking questions? Yeah, I'm just going to investigate the mystery. Cool. All right, roll plus sharp. Six. Six. Can I help? Yeah, you can help if you'd like. I'd love to help by kind of like looking each boy in the eyes and saying, separate the evidence from the feeling. What is the (laughs) evidence? (laughs) All right, roll roll to help out plus cool. But Brandon, take another uh, point of experience, please. Hey, I'm full up. So Brandon, so now like make another track below that. Okay. Because that'll be your level up and then start another five experience track. So, Brandon, you get plus two to your roll because my help roll is successful. Yay. Six. So I got eight. Thank you, Amanda. What did you roll? I rolled a seven. You also are exposing yourself to trouble or danger. So I'll right. keep, I will keep that in my pocket. There's a lot of that around with like teenage boys. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. Watch out. Uh, Ew, it smells like stink. It's true. Yeah. yeah you see, you automatically see one 12 year old boy being like, Oh no, I have my first crush as they look at Carrie. Oh no. <laughs> Carrie's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, wonderful. All right. Eight. That's on the, the middling track here. Please ask me one of the questions from the investigate the mystery list. So uh, if anyone has opinions, let me know. So we have like what happened here. I think we gotta know what sort of creature it is, because I'm assuming it isn't Zev. Here's the thing about Monster of the Week as opposed to rolling perception, right? I can't just reveal that to you. Mm. They don't know what happened, so they can't tell you what sort of creature is it. Okay. Because the, the creature is hidden. If this was like, if you stumbled onto a crime scene where a bunch of folks had fang piercings in their in their uh, necks, it'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to do some testing, and yeah, this is some vampire shit. So like, it is, you only can ask questions depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. Okay. Here. Cool. So I think I might ask then what is being concealed here Agreed. in the context of why are the kids blaming Zev? Hell yes. Great question. Yeah, boy. All right. So they're like, yes. Well, you know, first of all, none of Zev's none of Zev's stuff got stolen. Zev doesn't have anything. So that's why he wants our stuff. And also he's like weird and not our friend and we don't like him. Okay, so he always, he's always like going off on his own and like walking around in the woods and stuff, and he never hangs out and plays softball or extreme dodgeball, which is dodgeball where you can throw Rocks. ball. The, the only hits are when you hit someone in the face. <laughs> that makes sense. Checks out. What do you mean that Zeb doesn't have anything? Is his stuff different to you guys's? Because you're describing like were the necklaces all silver? Were they all gold? What were your necklaces like? Uh, I yeah. think it's also important to have at, at some point. Let's have a uh, a discussion about. Um, class and uh, oh yeah, some kids just don't like to play sports, you know. Yeah, well, you know, Zev doesn't have any nice things. He only has like a he only he doesn't have any like he doesn't have a lockbox where he keeps his valuable stuff. So I obviously he wants all of our stuff. So it you find it suspicious that because Zev didn't have anything to steal, that nothing was stolen. And then all of our stuff is our stuff is gone. There was nothing to take from Zev. Did you ask Zev if it was him? Yeah, Zev said no, obviously. Hmm. Did you find any of your valuables on Zev's person or among his effects? Order of the court! You can't ask me those questions! Overruled! <laughs> um, can you just look up at how tall Les is? Look how far away his eyes are from your eyes. Want to try that again? 
Can I intimidate someone? No, that's fair. No, that that rides. <laughs> that, that flows. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, Les. Uh, so again, let, let's go to the facts of the matter. When were your things missing? When did you notice they were missing? Uh, today, definitely sometime today. And then, like, also, Le- Zev has, like... Hey, hey. So the kid who has the massive slash on his back is like, this is what happened a few day, a few minutes ago. And Zev has, like, hit people before when, like, he gets mad. So I think it's Zev. When when did you notice the slash? When you woke up? No, it was just a little while ago. I haven't had time to go to the nurse. I'm ready, I'm planning a new game of extreme dodgeball. Yeah, no, you should go to the nurse right now. Okay. Um, were you in, were you in the shower? Were you in the mess hall? Where were you? No, it was around. He was here. Here, like outside. Yeah, like outside. We were playing around, and then uh, and then I'm like, ow, and then I have a big slash on my back. Was Zev near you? Zev was around. I saw him. Okay. And was your stuff missing when you guys were had left the cabin? Was it overnight? When did the stuff go missing, do you think? Today! And again, if anybody says the word Zev, <laughs> you're going to take out the trash, and you know that waffle trash is stinky, okay? Stinkier than even you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 different, all of our stuff disappeared at different times during today. When we went to lunch, Zev wasn't there at lunch, and then when we came back, a lot of our stuff was gone. Great, thank you. You go to Springer and take out the trash. You go to the nurse, please. Everybody else, go back to your cabin. You're going to have some inside time until we figure out if we can go stargazing or not. I hate taking out the trash. I don't like the antibacterial. It stings. (laughs) Adorable. All right, so let's go over to Phoebes and Zev. And Zev is just like, those guys hate me so much. Hey, buddy, I... I know that, like, it's it's rough to feel like a lot of people don't like you. Um, do you, why, why do they think that you did all this? Like, is there, like, any, like, actual, like, rhyme or reason to it? Or is it just, like, they're just picking on you because, I don't know. <laughs> and then Phoebe just shrugs being like, sometimes just people don't like people. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to incriminate myself it's, to... Listen... I'm on your side, bud. You're not incriminating yourself. I just want to know why these guys are so set on you being the one that stole all this stuff. Well, Tanner made us watch A Few Good Men for the la- <laughs> since the beginning of camp, so I know all that stuff. Um, okay. Oh, because they don't like me, and also, like, I don't make friends that easily, and maybe because... You know, do you ever feel like your 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 body's changing? And <laughs> Phoebe's like tearing up, but trying really hard to keep a straight face, being like, "Yeah, bud." Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like your body's changing, and there are things you can't control, and it's like really hard to you can't explain it to another person, and it's like really difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, that. Okay. Um. I might, I might need to call Les over here so he could talk to you about some stuff. But um, no, no, don't tell Les. No, why? I'm just telling you. Well, Les is has it... gone through it all before. It's not twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, a sentence I've never thought before came into my head, which is erections are werewolves. <laughs> yep, erections are werewolves, Amanda. No, you can't show Les. Show, what am I going to show Les? Zev grabs you by the forearm and pulls you farther away from the cabins over into the woods where like the trees are kind of blocking where, where his cabin is. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, you can't freak out. All right. 
I, I am like in a constant state of freaking out all the time, but I promise it won't be any different than usual. <laughs> okay, well, it's like this. And then Zev like plants his feet and shows his hands to you. And you see that the hands get hairier and have pads on them and the claws start to emerge. And you see that he is getting hairier and hairier down from Jufro down. <laughs> and uh, standing in front of you is a seven foot tall teen werewolf. So puberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going through it. And it's just like, that's why they think I did it. I didn't scratch them. I know it kind of looks like it when I shows you his claws. It's like, but I didn't do it. Does his voice not get more wolfy? No. He's a teen werewolf. <laughs> That's so funny. Phoebe just like stands there for a second, like fingers pressed together, and is like, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I cannot give you the answers. I have questions for you. Okay. Um, luckily, I've read a lot of books about this, so we should be okay. From deeper into the woods... You, like, hear reverberating all the way from the woods, you hear. This creature thinks he's powerful. Show him you are more powerful than him. Uh... <laughs> and Phoebe's just like, okay, well, like, again. It's the way that nature is designed. It is a, it is a ladder with the strongest on top and a descending down. It is just the order of nature. Okay, um, so I, I'm a camp counselor in training, so I am here to be your emotional support and also know or at least look like I know what I'm doing. So as like a sign of trust right now here, um, uh, and then like Phoebe just like, just like has a small panic and then does some magic real quick. Sure. Yeah. What, 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 what do you do? I think that Phoebe just kind of like summons some like of that icy blue sparks in her hands and it's just like ta-da alright so you're <laughs> using magic roll plus weird yeah uh, I rolled an 8 okay so it works imperfectly choose your effect and a glitch what glitch happens with the magic here um, ooh the magic draws immediate unwelcome attention <laughs> that okay. seems the best storytelling option for me Absolutely. So yeah, you're swirling the ice blue around around you and you're trying to get it in your hands like a pose of a superhero on a comic book cover, right? And if you're, <laughs> you're like, like generally ah. a snowball like eh, ooh, like, eh. I, I'm Jean Grey. Ooh. Yeah. And I think that if it's just like you're creating too much of it, it's getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And I think as you try to like turn it off, it's like there is a big surge of this bright light blue light. And I think that from over there, all of you can see it now like as the kids are going inside as we go over back to Les and Carrie Ann you see that there's like a surge of light blue light from the woods where Zev pulled Phoebe uh Carrie Ann ah <laughs> Jenny says should we should that, I mean that's weird we have to go investigate that no 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 yeah well we got it we were something with like the transformer yeah. don't worry about it we got it y'all stay here a transformer with light blue light yeah, you you watch the boys, okay? Don't let them go all 12 angry men on each other again, okay? <laughs> I think you will need to manipulate because the three of them will definitely want to go investigate that. Okay. You just hear, like, through the woods, Phoebe yells, Everything's fine. Everything's okay. <laughs> I only got a six. Can you help, Brandon? Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, Les is going to throw his support mark experience for failing behind Carrie Ann. So I have a minus one to cool, so that's not great. Mm-hmm. But I still got a seven. All right, yes. This gives you the plus one, which brings you up to seven for manipulate someone. But you are also exposed to trouble or danger. Both of you are very exposed at this point. Oh, no. One of the teenage boys has a crush on me now. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Okay, so they'll do it, but only if you show them right now to show that you mean it. If you ask too much, they'll tell you what you want, if anything, that it would take for them to do it. I think what Jenny says, I mean, like, as the boys are going inside, like, listen, here's, that's fine. We need to look out for who's stealing who's stealing this stuff because yes. Conway, is it okay if I say this? And Conway nods very, very, very small. This is okay. So Conway has a piece of jewelry that is very important to them, and if that gets taken, we're gonna have a very, we're gonna have a very big problem. So I need all I need the three of you to look out for this for this piece of jewelry. Okay, this cannot be taken. This is all all six of our jobs now, okay? Yeah, 100%. Conway, are you wearing it now? Is it you're not like leaving it in the cabin, right? Conway pulls their right arm out of their sweatshirt <laughs> and shows you like a a very jangly silver bracelet that they have on the green hand. It's it's oversized. It's very large. It's not like close fitting. It's like Honestly, twice the size of their forearm, so it it could slide off at all times. Be like, we all just need to keep vigilant. Conway, obviously, this is their thing. They love it. They care about it a lot. But all of us need to watch out for this thing. Okay? Cool. This is not in character, but if Conway doesn't want to lose that bracelet, tighten it up. I know, but it wraps around twice. If someone is stealing it, it's a Conway we're looking out for, but if there's a stealer on the loose, we need to make sure that this doesn't get taken. That's fine. That's fine. We got it. We definitely want to get to the bottom of this. Thank you for your trust, Conway. I will will do everything I can. Um, In the meantime, keep that hand in that pocket, okay? Jenny takes one menacing step towards both of you and says, if something bad happens to Conway, I will make you both have the worst summer of your entire life that has ever happened hey, to anyone hey, who has ever been in a hey. summer ever before in the entire history of summers. Hey, Jenny. Yes. Are you okay? Just protect the bracelet, okay? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're on your side. Okay, I'm holding you. you both responsible. No, no, no. Jenny, we're on. We're, like, we're in this together. Yeah. If you have like feelings about about Conway or something else that you yeah, want to talk that? about, like we're here for you. Conway is my best friend, and I don't want anything to happen. Okay. Okay. Hey. Uh huh. Well, it won't happen. Hey, won't Conway. Happen. If I haven't said it yet, love the style. We got you, bud. Conway gives you very small and mostly covered up by sweatshirt finger guts. <laughs> <laughs> big mood, Conway. Big mood. Sure. I want to say mechanically, because you both expose yourself to danger, this is a bond that Jenny is putting on both of you, that you both okay. to apply for both your helps here. You're both implicated by Jenny to help do this. Okay? Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to sprint over to Phoebe to BB. Yeah. Cool. Carrie-Anne kind of moves at one speed, like a like a like a battleship, <laughs> <laughs> and so she's uh, she's going at the speed she goes. Very fluid though. Mm-hmm. As they're running over, Zev says, oh, "People are coming over. I gotta go." Don't go. In. Everything's fine. No, uh, it's not. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. Les and Carrie-Anne are really, really cool. We're the best friends. Everything's gonna be fine. Uh, I can handle this. I can totally handle this. No, no one is doing it. I gotta go. No. Zev is about to run away because Zev, Zev cannot change back into human form that quickly. You can stop him or you can let him go. 
I want him to trust me, so I'm not gonna like make him stay here. Mm-hmm. But I would like to let me see. You if can I like can ask him where he goes to feel safe and say you'll meet him later. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Um, Phoebe's like, okay, uh, I know big changes are scary. Please go, like, tell me where you're going to go and I will meet you after and everything will be okay. Okay, I like to hide underneath the covered bridge when I have nowhere else to go because no one goes to the front of camp. So Can I'm we literally go anywhere else besides the covered bridge? Because no! I, I have bad vibes about the covered bridge right now. Oh! Okay. Jumping on all four as Zev sprints away. Uh. <laughs> Phoebe, I will give you plus one forward if you do something to protect Zev if it happens around the covered bridge. Okay. Okay? Gotcha. Nice. Nice. So as Zev sprints away, the two Les and Carrie Ann, you run up, and it's just dark again, and and Phoebe is standing in the woods. Phoebe, you okay? We we saw some some blue stuff. It's pretty impressive if that was you. Uh, no, no. I think it, I think a transformer blue like over there. And Phoebe just points into the woods. <laughs> Carrie Ann puts her hand on Phoebe's shoulders, and like the twelve year old, like looks straight into her eyes, like, "What are the facts, Phoebe?" And what are the feelings? <laughs> the feelings are bad, Carrie Ann. The feelings are very bad. Okay, good start. Good start. Good start. Hey, okay. We're here. We're, we're here. We want to hear the feelings if you want to share them. I do want to remind you, you can manipulate other hunters if you do want to try. I don't wish it, but thank you. Okay. <laughs> Maybe just like stares at both of you like, <laughs> uh, feelings are so bad. Whenever you're ready, no rush. Zev's going through some stuff that I can highly relate to at the moment. Um, I... I would love to tell you guys what that is. I really can't because he, he trusts me and hey. it's okay. I get it. It's okay. okay. CIT camper confidentiality is like the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, so I think we need to give him some cool down time, but like also like his, the whole, his whole thing that he's going through right now, really there'd be no reason for him to be stealing stuff. And he says that he didn't he didn't scratch that one kid. So like, and I I believe that like he 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 told me a really important thing, and he wouldn't lie about that, you know. So, yeah, I mean, all of those kids over there, the, those are just big fucking liars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the vibe that I was getting before I walked away. But I don't I don't know. Yeah, I I think Zed probably wants to be their friend and not make them more mad at him. He's right? just, he has a hard time making friends. That's what he told me. That's why he has to become a CIT and then you have to have friends. Yeah. Yeah, they, they make you become the best friends. Yeah. Friends are hard. Yeah. I understand. So we got to figure out who's doing the stealing or else they're never going to believe Zev. Yeah. Should we separate the boys in the cabin and interrogate them one-on-one or do we think that they're, none of them have anything to do with it? What's our next lead? I don't know. I don't even know where to go. Convenient. <laughs> a red tail hawk scoops down from the sky. <laughs> like like a thousand feet away from you, there is a there is a the scream of some gender of child. Oh, uh, I think that was our next lead. Do you wanna yeah, <laughs> but first yeah. we, we better sense. go there. Yep. Before we all run off, I think Phoebe just like stays behind like a couple of steps and just stares into the woods being like Hey, in the words of Les what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> Les turns as he's running behind. Fucking love it, Phoebs. Oh, 
Great. <laughs> we so oh, good. Yo, what the fuck into the woods? It's ba- it's basically a rite of passage. I'm doing it. You hear re- reverberating from deeper in the woods. You carry the power of nature. It is your responsibility to keep the order of nature as it is. What? <laughs> this is Steven, isn't it? Steven just being an asshole. Who, I it, don't know. Or it's a nature god that's telling me I'm the chosen one. Les isn't here. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you run over to another cabin. This is a flycatcher cabin. This is one one grade younger. And there is a there's a boy in, in impossibly short shorts and a tank top <laughs> who is like on the ground holding his eye. And the back door of the cabin is just has been thrown open. I want to immediately just kind of like look around for danger like you would if you were like a lifeguard, you know, and, and hopefully read a bad situation. Yeah. Roll plus sharp, please. A nine. Pretty a nine. Good. Okay. So you get one here. What What is your question? All right, gang. We have what's the best way in or out? Are there any dangers? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? What's the best way to protect the victims? I think it's got to be biggest threat at this point. Yeah. Biggest right? threat. I was thinking either that or protect the victims. I think for plot, I want to know it's the biggest threat, but okay. my first instinct, I think in character, would probably be to protect the victims. Cool. I'll probably look for the threat then, and you can run over to, to kids. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask, what's the biggest threat? All right. What's the biggest threat? You go up to the kid in the impossibly short shorts, and he's holding his hand over one of his eyes, and he's just pushed over and be like, Holy, get it off me! No! Get it off me! There's nothing There's nothing on you. What? What? Oh, that he's not on me. No, you're here. You're just you're here and you're safe. He takes his hand off of his face and it's pretty scratched up, like a not a big slash over his face, but he has smaller scratches because kind of all over the right side of his face. It's like I got pushed over and I was attacked by something sharp and it hurts. And then I heard the door slam and I heard the door slam open and I saw something furry and I don't or or like I don't know. It hurts. I'm going to scoop the kid up in my arms. Adorable. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I mean, oh, no, don't tell anyone I called you Dad. Hey, it's chill, man. We would never tell. We'd never tell. Was this the direction that Zev ran off in? Like, is this cabin in the same direction as the covered bridge? I would say vaguely yes. Mm. Yeah, Les, I don't know if you want to like run him to the infirmary. I just want to investigate a mystery real quick and see if there's any clues left behind in the cabin. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I rolled snake eyes. Uh, so that's a three. Oh my God. A well mark experience. Mm-hmm. We reveal some information to the monster or whoever you're talking to. Well, shit. <laughs> you say to the cabin, I stole something when I from a candy store in third grade. <laughs> Well, I think that you storm into the cabin, just like pushing your way through. You just kind of like, you think it's an emergency. Like the door is kind of just like has fallen off of his hinges. You're making a very loud ruckus as you're in there. Yeah. There is no one else in there. I turn on all the lights. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You go in there. There's also more lock boxes that are open with the locks that are gone. Everything is kind of like pushed over. It's like there was a commotion inside. Um, you also see that like someone's uh, stash of candy has been eaten as well. Mm. The Bastards. <laughs> and also more. And also, like, you see that uh, wallets and stuff, you know, Velcro wallets have been ripped apart. And uh, there's change kind of, like, strewn out on the on the floor. What kind of candy was eaten? Unfortunately, because of the Snake Eyes carp over here, I can't tell you. <laughs> it's candy stash. Can I go in and investigate a mystery as well? 
I want to say I I don't think so. Okay. Because I think it's like you get a singular move. Gotcha. We can change this if it's different, but this is like my my vibe of the game is like one only one person gets to do a move, and you don't. It's not like you all roll perception checks. Okay. So, but I but like I can also show you the basic shit. So it's like you get one step lower. So I don't think you can. I assume Carrie Ann comes out and kind of like describes the situation to us. Yeah. Can I look in my book of the damned and see if I see anything with like a sweet tooth? And maybe invisible and scratches yeah. and that kind of like see if anything matches up with the details of yeah of what we've seen so far. Absolutely. That sounds great. Do you have like a move that has you investigate? I don't. That's what I was wondering. I'll let you do sharp to look in your book. Cool. Just to make this a roll, I think it'd be cool. Just under. Got a seven. All right. Seven. Or Ooh. just add, I guess. If we're doing, is this a zebra, if something runs like a horse and sounds like a horse, you don't think zebra, you think horse, right? Furry, scratches. Never seen Amanda and a zebra in the same room before. That's true. Furry, scratches, metal? That's werewolf, baby. We're talking furry, claws, the aversion to silver is the thing. Wolfsbane, that's actually, that's some shit the Catholic Church made up to make them be more valuable. The thing that hurts werewolves is silver. And a lot of these kids don't have gold chains. They have silver stuff or plated, other plated metals that is closer to the idea of pure silver. Maybe like a platinum is actually pretty, what we understand in our modern world is pretty close to what medieval scholars thought pure silver was. So that's, if we're worried about that stuff, that says werewolf. Werewolves don't eat candy, uh, and they're not invisible. But that would be that would be three out of five of the things you asked. There are other things that do all these other things that are furry, that have claws, that deal with metal. But if you're talking about three out of five, that's what I'm going to give you on a seven. I'm going to dramatically turn to my colleagues, my best friends, and say, "We may be dealing with a werewolf." Phoebe's <laughs> just like, "No, no, best <laughs> werewolves are." Uh, the werewolves aren't real. What are you talking about? That's that's silly. But like, also, like, less. Uh, I've read a lot of books about werewolves. Mostly, they're romances. But um, mm-hmm. one thing I do know about werewolves is they're basically dogs, and dogs can't eat candy. That's true. That's true. I don't think a werewolf would be like, mm, "Got to get candy." Might be like, mm, "Got to get a got to get a child," right? Yeah, I mean, probably eat some candy. There's chocolate in there. Oh, no, werewolf's dead. Werewolf knows better than that. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so, Les, you lay out the werewolf, and Phoebe is like, no, that's not the case. It can't possibly be it. Out front on Fish Hatchery Road, a 1965 pickup truck rumbles down towards the front of Camp Diogenes. No. There are <laughs> three men who look exactly the same, one driving and two spilling out of the back, holding baseball pats, are scowling towards the camp. And all three of them say together, Ooh, we're going to get those kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> 